slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today in the aftermath of the Islanders' 2-1 win over the Tampa Bay Lightning in Game 1 of their NHL semifinal series. We're going to break it down, tell you how the Islanders did it, and uh, give you all the latest information. What a great defensive performance by this team, and we're going to break it all down for you. Islander fans, you need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today, wherever you get your podcasts. So, the Islanders come up with a 2-1 win, and this was, in my mind, one of the most complete games that the Islanders played in this postseason. And I'm going to break down all the little things that this team did to help them win this game, but it really was Islanders-style hockey, and that is a very encouraging sign for this hockey team. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, or a topic that you'd like us to talk about, feel free to email the show at LockedOnIslanders.com at gmail.com, and if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is you'd like us to discuss. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I am live tweeting during every Islanders game. So, uh, you want some instant insight and analysis, it's great. You want to talk uh, Islanders during the game, have a question, something you'd want to discuss, tweet at me. Great to interact with fans and really to keep in touch with everybody during this very tense and intense experience. So the 2-1 to one win by the New York Islanders done with primarily defense. And the beautiful thing about this game you know, Simeon Varlamov came within uh, a minute, realistically, of earning a shutout. He had, there was, what, 53 seconds left when the uh, Lightning got their power play goal at the end of the third period. But this is, uh, in my mind, Islanders-style hockey. The Islanders did a great job of limiting the chances that the Lightning had, keeping Tampa Bay on the perimeter, and really not letting them have speed through the neutral zone. And you want to talk about 
what this team accomplished, I'm going to throw some numbers at you from yesterday's game that I think you'll appreciate. Nikita Kucherov, one shot on goal in this game. He was a minus two. Braden Point, two shots on goal in this game. He was a minus one. Steven Stamkos, one shot on goal in this game. That means that three of the most dangerous players on the Tampa Bay Lightning, one of the more uh, skilled and talented teams in the league, the defending Stanley Cup champions, those three big players had a total of four shots on goal. Kucherov, point, Stamkos. That is great team defense. And, oh, let's add one more. Andre Palat, zero shots on goal. Four great players, the top three and Stamkos, one Total, four great players, four shots on goal in this game. That is a formula for winning hockey. That is taking the best players on the opposing team and limiting their opportunities. Now, yeah, Point scored on one of his two shots, and it was late. It was on the power play. But overall, how many times did you hear Steven Stamkos' name in that game? How many times did... Andre Palat figure into things. It really wasn't much. And that makes a big difference. And we know the Lightning. And if you listen to our crossover episode previewing this series, we know the Lightning like to have their defensemen come in and join the play. It's something the Islanders like to have their D-men do as well. Well, again, they limited those opportunities until very late in the game. And the Islanders took away a lot of the things the Lightning like to do and got the Lightning frustrated. And that, to me, was an excellent sign. And really, the the Lightning probably had the better of the first five minutes of the first period where they were in control of the tempo and getting the majority of the scoring chances. But by the end of the first period... You know, the Islanders made whatever adjustments they were going to make, and and all of a sudden, the Islanders outshot the Lightning 14-11 to 11 by the end of the period. Now, it was something like 6-7-1 or seven to one in favor of Tampa Bay early, and then it was just all Islanders after that. And even in the third period, when you knew Tampa Bay, who was at that point down two to nothing, had to be desperate. Well, you know, they couldn't get a lot going. They got 11 shots on goal, including the power play goal, which broke the shutout in the last minute. But the Islanders just did so many little things right. Back checking, poke checking, taking players out of the game, getting the puck out of the Islanders zone, the safe an efficient way, not turning the puck over, making block shots. Again, the Islanders, 13 block shots to just eight 
forcing turnovers by the Lightning. How about this? Giveaways, seven by the Lightning, only one by the Islanders, and then winning faceoffs. The Islanders winning roughly 61% of the draws in this game, and just shutting down what the Lightning do best. And it is a beautiful thing to see when your team knows what they want to do and then just goes out and executes it. And it wasn't anything fancy. But if you checked all the boxes, the Islanders did it all. They pretty much stayed out of the penalty box. Only two power plays for Tampa Bay, including that one very late in the game. And the first power play, it was like, well, you know, the Islanders had three power plays. Tampa Bay didn't have any. We're going to call something, and we're going to call it soon. That really is kind of what happened on that one. The two goals, uh, a workers, uh, uh, a working goal by Matthew Barzal, and then a shot from the point early in the third period by Ryan Pulak. And that Pulak goal is definitely one that Vasilevsky wants back. But guess what? The Islanders just kept getting the puck back, forcing turnovers, clogged up the neutral zone. They checked all the boxes that you really wanted them to check, and then some. And that's why they were able to win this hockey game. We're going to talk about some of the unsung heroes for the Islanders, and we have our Islanders birthday of the day, and a lot more to talk about about game one, and a look ahead to game two. All that's still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Credit Karma. Who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma money, you could win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements when you make purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your instant karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. Credit Karma Money, progress starts here. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. That's go to creditcard.com slash win money to sign up for free and start winning Instant Karma. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Inc. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. So the Islanders with a strong performance overall and some of the little things that they did right. We talked about the face-off circle and the two guys who really got it done in the face-off dot in Game 1, no surprise. Casey Sezikis, 10 out of 16 face-offs, 1. That's 63%. And then J.G. Pajot took 21 face-offs, 1. 14 of them. And that is impressive. Then you, you, you go back and you look at the identity line. Five hits for Cal Clutterbuck. He played 15 minutes, 29 seconds in this game. Fourth among Islander forwards. Matt Martin, 
who had the least amount of ice time among Islander forwards. 11 minutes, 10 seconds. Six hits to lead the Islanders in this game. And then one other guy you got to mention, Leo Kamarov. Uncle Leo out there for 13 minutes and two seconds. He had four hits. Travis Zajac had four hits. And among the defensemen, Adam Pellick had four hits. And Pellick, wow, he just does all those little things right in his own zone. So many times we saw guys like Zajac and Palmieri back check and make smart plays with the puck. Noah Dobson made a number of smart plays with the puck. Andy Green, you know, the beautiful thing about it is, and I saw this happen multiple times during the course of this game, there was a scramble for the puck in the Islander zone, and Tampa Bay had big, skilled players battling for the puck. Simeon Varlamov never lost sight of the puck, was always in the right position, and the Islanders' defenders and forwards who were back-checking never panicked. They just kept digging for the puck, kept battling for position, kept moving the puck out of the zone or to a teammate who could get it out of the zone. This team has such a strong vision of what they need to do to win hockey games, and they constantly and consistently get it done. And that is exactly what you want from a a hockey team that's going to win big, because you don't reach the conference final without playing the style of hockey that got you there, and that's exactly what the Islanders do. For Matthew Barzal, he remains hot, got that goal. Who set it up? Oh, yeah, Josh Bailey. Seven assists in the playoffs for Josh Bailey. Bales raising his game in the playoffs again. Barzy raising his game in the playoffs. For Ryan Pulak with that very hard shot from the point that turned out to be the game-winning goal. Pulak. His fourth goal of the playoffs, set up by Jordan Eberle, who quietly has been doing the little things that are necessary to win hockey games. And you you could talk all you want. Oh, Jordan Eberle, he's a first-line guy. He's a goal scorer. No, no, no. He is. But Jordan Eberle was also back-checking, battling for pucks in his own zone, taking out his man, doing those little things that the Islanders need done to win hockey games. And I'm telling you, this Tampa Bay team, they're not the defending Stanley Cup champions for nothing. And the Islanders are going to need all hands on deck, everybody contributing in order to win. And I can't say enough about the performance again of goaltender Simeon Varlamov. Varley, yes, he had good defense in front of him. But any time the Lightning had a scoring chance, Varlamov came up big. He showed fast reflexes, good positioning, played his angles well, and boy, you know, he just anticipated. He he is seeing the puck and reacting quickly, and that's what you need from your goaltender. So, and then, you know, one more thing, Anthony Bevilier led the Islanders with five shots on goal in this game. And Bo, 
you know, also doing all those little things that are necessary to win hockey games. Nobody on this team is shirking away from physicality. Nobody on this team is cherry-picking or not coming back to play defense. And that is just exactly what you need to win hockey games at this stage of the playoffs. And it's beautiful to see the Islanders getting it done, to see this team not panicking in a close game on the road, and to get that one to nothing series lead. And look, this is the third straight series that the New York Islanders have started on the road. They have been the underdog, not had home ice advantage in any of these three series. And you know what? They won one of the first two road games and regained home ice advantage now in all three series. You want to talk about what a road team wants to accomplish. You want to get at least that split in the first two games of a series. Well, guess what? The Islanders already got it. And now, if they can win game two, they could, you know, really be playing with house money. But a great performance, and it's not going to be easy, but this team is capable. I'm telling you, this team is capable of beating anybody consistently on any given night as long as they play their game. And that's exactly what they did in game one. They shut down one of the best attacks in the league and did it with style and with flair and with determination. And it was just beautiful to see. Barry Trotz has got to be very happy with his players right now. When we come back, we have our Islanders birthday of the day, an update on Oliver Wallstrom. We'll talk about the crowd in game one. And a look ahead to game two. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, what's your favorite Built Bar flavor? You've heard me talk often about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. And it comes in nine permanent flavors, all of them delicious. And then they have the occasional limited time flavor. And those, I tell you, those limited time flavors go fast. But hey, you got flavors like coconut almond, raspberry, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There is literally something for everyone. And if you haven't tried all of the flavors, you can get a mixed box, which has two of each of the nine flavors in it. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and just four grams of net carbs. And that means this stuff is actually good for you. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at BetOnline. You eat Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA and NHL playoffs, and all of your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. 
Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams go on their playoff runs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, they are your online sportsbook experts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and this guy was a fan favorite when he was here. We are going to wish a very happy 34th birthday to former Islanders forward Joel Recklitz, the wrecker, uh, not drafted, a native of Brookfield, Wisconsin, 6'4", 220. He was one big hockey player, and he made his NHL debut with the Islanders in 2008-2009, was also in the Islanders organization in 2009-2010, later played for the Washington Capitals, and spent most of his hockey career in the AHL, finished with 26 career NHL games, 23 of them with the Islanders, had 105 penalty minutes, and one assist. We are going to go back and look at one of his better games with the Islanders. March 5th, 2009, Islanders taking on the New York Rangers at the Nassau Coliseum. And it was the Rangers getting on the board first. Nikolai Zherdev, his 18th, unassisted at 8.33 of the first period. The goaltenders, by the way, in this game, Henrik Lundqvist for the Rangers, Jan Denis was in goal for the Islanders. In the second, the Islanders tied the game. Blake Como, his fifth of the year. Dean McCammond and Joel Recklitz with the assist at 537. And for Recklitz, that was his first and what would turn out to be his only career NHL point. The Rangers got the lead back, however, with Trent Hunter off in the box for tripping. Chris Drury scoring on the power play. His 17th, Nick Antropov and Brandon Dubinsky with the assist. After two periods, 2-1 two to one Rangers. Scott Gomez added to the Rangers' lead early in the third period. His 14th from Zherdev, but the Islanders got back into it at 344. Jack Hillen, his first, Blake Como and Dean McCammond with the helpers. But Marcus Naslin clinched the win for the Rangers. His 21st from Paul Mara and Chris Drury. Final score, 4-2 to two Rangers, but, you know, I had to give uh, Joel Recklitz's only NHL point uh, when looking back at his career. So, again, a very happy 34th birthday to Joel Recklitz, a hard-working, good teammate, uh, and, again, former New York Islander. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. One good thing to point out, uh, Oliver Wallstrom was at the pregame skate with the Islanders. He took warm-ups with the team. That's the first time he took warm-ups with the team. Since suffering his injury again, Wallstrom still not in the lineup, and I I reiterate that Zajac will probably play unless a change is needed, but right now, Barry Trotz prefers to go with the veteran, and that is certainly understandable. Meanwhile, what about the crowd in Tampa Bay? Now, I don't want to get on the case of fans, but yeah, they they had a pretty full house, you know, no COVID restrictions that I could see in that building, and yet it sounded for much of the game 
like we were watching a golf tournament instead of a playoff hockey game. Look, the fans in Boston, you could say what you want about them. They were loud. They were enthusiastic. And the fans in Boston gave credit to the fans at the old barn at the Coliseum saying Islander fans really made a lot of noise. Well, you know what? Tampa Bay Lightning fans didn't do a lot. Now, obviously, part of that is because the Islanders limited the chances of the Lightning, didn't give Lightning fans a lot to cheer about. They seemed to boo every time Noah Dobson touched the puck. Uh, Don't know why they were booing Noah Dobson. Uh, They, you know, tried to say, you know, to to get into it a few times, but overall, uh, it was really, really quiet in that building, and it was very sad uh, to see. In fact, you know, more than a couple of times, I heard some Let's Go Islander chants over the television during that hockey game. So, Islander fans, uh, you're going to really show the lightning in games three and four, what home ice advantage is all about, and really... Islanders fans are going to make sure the Lightning know what they're up against. It was not a substantial home ice advantage, at least as far as the crowd was concerned, in Game 1. And that, I think, is a good thing. One other observation, at one point, the Lightning had three players in the offensive zone up at the blue line in an attempt to get the Islanders defenders to chase and go back and then hopefully open things up down low for the two remaining players. It worked a little bit on one shift, but didn't work in the long run as the Islanders made an adjustment. Look for those games within a game throughout the course of this series as Cooper and Trotz, two of the better coaches in this league, are going to have a little bit of a chess match for this series. Tampa Bay, not quite in a must-win situation for Game 2, but you know what? They really do need to win that game or they're down 2 nothing with three of the remaining five games scheduled for the Nassau Coliseum. We will have a full preview of Game 2 tomorrow. And don't forget, you can go back and listen to our crossover episode with Adam Danker of Locked On Lightning for an in-depth preview of what to expect during this series. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Hey, great day to be an Islanders fan. They win 2-1, to take a 1-0 lead in this series. We will be back tomorrow with all the Islanders news and updates and a full preview of Game 2. Stay safe, everyone. Be well. And of course, let's go Islanders.